Welcome to Never Stop Building, where we discuss all things business, growth, and leveling up to become the most elite version of yourself. We're here to challenge fear and shatter doubt. Let's dive in. Are you winning in your life? Yeah, jump right into it. Are you winning in your life? As you think about the answer to that question, I'm going to ask you a follow-up question. How do you know? Okay. To follow that up, I'm going to get real clear here. How we know whether or not we're winning is completely dependent on the metrics that we set up behind the goals that we put in place. So here's what I mean by that. Are you winning in your life? And a lot of you listened to that question and thought, I don't fucking know. I think maybe. Yeah. No. Think of two or three things that you think you're winning at. And then you think of what, nine or 10 that you're failing at. And then when I say, what are the metrics? You have no idea. So look, how businesses operate and function is is quite simple once you get down to it. Sammy Knight um, said a few months back in a room full of very successful entrepreneurs, he said, business is really easy once you get your head out of your ass. And you can hear the pop. And he's right. So business is, is pretty simple. There's a lot of formulas to run and manage businesses. And one of the most important things that businesses do to track progress is set up KPIs. KPIs are key performance indicators. Um, without them, you don't actually know if you're on track to hit the goal. Now, that doesn't mean you won't hit the goal necessarily. If you have a million dollar a quarter sales goal, you may hit a million dollars in sales. Okay. The problem is you may spend the whole quarter having no idea if you're going to hit a million dollars in sales. What KPIs do is they set us up for success by giving us metrics to track history so that we can try to forecast the future. Now, obviously, there's all kinds of ups, downs, roller coasters, and unforeseen circumstances, but this really works. So, what happens in our personal lives is we often set goals. I'm going to lose 20 pounds. Okay. Are you tracking what you're eating? Are you tracking? How many times a week you're exercising? You're tracking how much water you're drinking. You, are you weighing yourself weekly? Now, and I know, I know, I know. There's a lot of people out there that are going to talk about you shouldn't weigh yourself that frequently and you don't have to track and you don't have to. And look, I, I, don't, I don't know what other people have to do, but I know what I had to do. And I had to set up metrics to track so that I could manage, right? What isn't measured can't be managed. And for me personally, man, like when it came, I'm going to use weight loss as an example. It's a big part of my journey and story. And for me personally with weight loss, it was never successful long-term without, until I learned how to track, measure, and manage my input and my output. Now, haha, light bulb moment, right? So my business is the same way. My business fluctuated between successful and unsuccessful. And it really came down to the things that were successful were the things that were measured and things that were measured were able to get managed. So, so I'm not trying to bore you here with the KPI thing. There's a point to this whole thing, but look, here's what happened with this episode right here. I have a, uh, I have a sales rep who's about to um, start taking home more commissions. You know who you are, dog, more commissions than we've ever paid out before. And I am incredibly fucking pumped about this. I told uh, in uh, win rate, team. I'm pumped, man. I made a post about it. It's exciting. Now, here's here's something that's happening. This is what sparked this conversation the other day. I was driving with my wife back from dropping my son off at camp. And I was talking about, so one of the things that's happening with this particular um, team member is he's starting to deal with higher and higher ticket items. 
So we sell, you know, at, at that particular company, we're selling jobs anywhere from the $10,000 range to the $100,000 range. He's been selling primarily the 10 to 25, 30-ish, but 10 to 25 range um, for a long time now. And that's like, like, dude, he's a closer, man. Like he's a closer. He's a seller. He's good. Um, you know, he's working towards being great, but he's good. He's good. So he's got some high ticket, high value client jobs. We turned some bigger, bigger relational deals over to him a little while ago. And look, I would love to say that I'm like, um, I am really like a, I throw you to the wolves, but I jump in the pit with you. So like, I don't hold your hand and, and like, I don't do it for you. And like, I, I don't, you know, you call it, call it dumb, call it whatever you want. I would rather somebody go lose a big deal and learn the lessons from it and then go close 10 more than close five deals because I really did the work and then go fail the sixth one and have a temper tantrum and not know what happened. I know that might sound crazy. I don't really care. It's how I've done things for a while. It seems to work. So I'm going to throw you to the wolves, but I'm going to jump in. When they start when they start tearing you up, I'm going to jump right in there and fight them with you. I got you. So we gave him some big deals and we were talking the other, the other night and I know he's going to close them and I know it's going to go well. Um, you know, he's teachable. He's a good dude, fits core values. I know it's going to work, but I was thinking in my head, I'm like, man, talking about KPIs and metrics, like the current KPIs don't really... Um, they don't really stack together in a way that really helps him count his wins towards these bigger deals, right? These are much longer, higher ticket. These higher ticket items don't close in 90 minutes. They don't close on consultation. They don't close at the estimate. They don't close four days later. This isn't a speed game. This is a relationship game and relational sales, like prospecting is much different than inbound lead sales or transactional sales. These are two very different skill sets. Um, and not all people can do both. I've seen people fail in one direction or the other. I know he's going to nail it, but I was thinking in my head, I'm like, so, so this episode is really for you, dog. I know you're going to listen to it at some point, but this really has been swirling around in my head. So I was like, so what do I do? Do I change all the KPIs? No, no, I don't change the company KPIs for one person. Can't do that. That's okay. So I'm like, what can he do? How do you continue to count wins? So you got a $100,000 deal on the table. Or let's say your deal is a $10,000. Who gives a shit what the dollar amount is? The point is, if your average time to close goes from a week to two and a half months, how do you continue to stay in the sales mindset and momentum through that two and a half months, through the end of that deal cycle, so you can get that thing closed? Because everybody, dude, anybody who's sold for any length of time knows you build up a momentum, you get on fire. And that's, that's really 80% of the battle right there. Once you catch fire in your sales process, once you catch fire with your deal flow, dude, closing comes naturally. You have this abundance mindset and it's not that you don't care, right? Abundance mindset isn't irresponsibly, irresponsibility mindset. Abundance mindset is a mindset of understanding that there's way more in the world than this thing right in front of you. And you could take or leave this thing and you're going to give equal attention to everything. You're not going to harp and obsess on this one deal because if it doesn't close, you lose everything. You look like it. And that's not how it works, right? We have an abundance mindset with deals and money and lead folks. We know we can get more. We know there's a lot more out there in the world. We know there's lots of untapped opportunity. and We haven't done it all. We talk about abundance a lot. So what are ways you can count wins in those scenarios when you have these high ticket deal items? 
So I was like, that's when you start really getting down to the nitty gritty. Like that's when you start tracking your phone calls. That's when you start tracking your touch points. That's when you start taking real notes in your CRM. This is when you start tracking the little things that add up to these big deal closes. And then when you have your next big deal close, you can start having some evidence. You're like, all right, I touch point weekly. I touch pointed weekly with this person and I close, or, or I, I touch pointed bi-weekly with this person. They didn't close. So I'm going to try weekly with this person. Then that person closes. You're like, all right, I'm going to try every three days with this next one. See if I can get it quicker. Well, the next one gets annoyed. You back off a little, go back. You find this flow tracking your metrics and your KPIs, but you have to be okay with being flexible and kind of resetting your metrics. Like the metrics aren't going to look the same. Right. And so I take that. So that sparked. Um, so if you're listening right now, you and I are going to sit down or we're going to find, uh, we're going to figure out new ways for you to count your wins and some uh, KPIs for you on these bigger deals. But that sparked this whole thought process. I sat down on my computer to record this. I was like, all right, I'm going to do an episode on sales process metrics, KPIs. And I was like, fuck, that's boring. Like, I can't, I can't bring that level of energy for 20 minutes, 25 minutes about sales metrics and KPIs. But really the truth is this should apply to everything. So I go back to the weight loss thing. And if you've never dealt with or struggled with health and fitness or whatever, like bear with me here, I'll apply it to other things. But a lot of people have gone through this and I apply it back to that. So look, when I started losing weight back in 2019, I was almost 300 pounds. When I lost hundred pounds, my literal metric was the scale. All I really cared about was the scale. Weight loss was my goal. That was my transaction. Pounds were success. Pounds were success. Pounds were success. So then my goals changed a little. My goals changed. I wanted to put on some muscle. Now I struggled because I kept using the scale as my KPI. The scale would go up. I would be achieving my goal. My goal was put on some muscle and putting on muscle means putting on weight. But my head was all fucked up, man. My head was all screwed up because I got obsessed with the scale. And I'm not saying the scale is not important, just like I'm not saying that the deal closing isn't important. The deal closing is still an important metric. It just can't be the only metric. There has to be other success markers in our lives. It can't just be the big things. And sometimes we have to get okay with the fact that sometimes it's going to be something totally different. So as my health and fitness goals change, right? So over the last three years, like right now, as much as the scale matters for measurability so that there's some management to my health and fitness life, it's not what I'm working on right now. I'm working on endurance, athleticism, joint health. Like I got a coach and what we're working on right now is totally different. And I have to be really careful not to track the wrong metrics because you can track the wrong metrics into the wrong department. I remember a couple of years ago, somebody told, I made a comment um, when I was younger and, uh, I said, well, I just, you know, I just want to climb the ladder, climb the ladder. And he said, hey, man, just do yourself a favor and look up every once in a while and make sure you're not climbing a ladder to the wrong building. Because you could get to the roof, look across the street and realize you fucked up. Damn. So anyway, so I come back, right? We'll talk about. So, so here's the thing, man. The reality of this episode is about are you counting daily wins? And are you counting the ones that really matter? Not just the ones that look good on social media or the ones you think are the ones that you count losing 10 pounds, making a million dollars, all this crazy big shit that people like social media has really tainted us into believing that winning is something that it is not. Okay. Winning at its core really is the thousand hours of practice. 
And you got to be able to count those thousand hours as wins, dude. I got all kinds of goals listed on the wall behind me. I got marriage goals. I got self-development goals. I got faith and spirituality goals. I have financial goals. I have business goals. I have coaching and consulting. I have the uh, contracting company goal. I got relationship goals. Man, I have all these different goals. I need all these different abilities to count my wins. I need different metrics to track and check. Because the truth is, dude, like I'm so prone to sitting back and going, I ain't fucking getting anywhere. I'm not getting anywhere. This isn't working. What's wrong with me? Why can't I do what I'm watching other people do? Why can't I lose that weight? Why can't I look that good? Why can't I get that much money? Why can't I grow my business? And I get it. It's selfish and it's bullshit. And it stems from not tracking what you're doing. I don't mean you don't need spreadsheets and and crazy shit, man. I did an exercise with my coach recently where we hit a major milestone in sales for Q2, major milestone, like huge growth. And he said, I want you to say out loud, I am proud of myself and my team. And I said, I am proud of my team. And he went, dude, what? I am proud of myself and my team. And I was like, uh, you know, I am, I just, and he, and we did this exercise and, and look, I'm, I'm sharing this with you guys because I think it's important to share. Like I still struggle with this stuff. I'm, I'm in no way, shape or form like this perfect person. The reality of the situation is I'm a human like you. And what I'm doing is I'm out there living and taking risks, growing and changing so that I can get on here and share it with you. My whole purpose of this podcast is to go out there and live my life so I can get on here and share the truth with you. So you can go live your life. So that you can go do something scary and go, Sam did it too, and he's okay. I'm going to be okay. And then if you're not okay, you come back and talk to me and I'll help you get okay. That's why I do this. So I go out. So I call my coach. We do this exercise where I write down the things that got me here. And here was in that scenario, we were talking about the quarterly goal, the mission of making those numbers. Numbers, right? We set metrics, we set goals, we track things, we hit our goals, but it was still hard for me to be proud of myself. So we sat and we listed. He said, list the five things that got you there. I listed five and all of a sudden there were eight and all of a sudden there were 12 and all of a sudden there were 25. And what, what ended up happening on that list was incredible. That list was a win list of all of the great decisions that I had made over the span of the three months leading up to and the three months through that quarter. And I looked at that list and I went, shit ain't luck, right? Because that's what my brain starts to do. It's something my coach and I work on regularly is dealing with sometimes I convince myself that it's luck. And if you guys found out that I was this fraud of an entrepreneur, I don't know what I would do with myself. And I hate to break this to anybody out there that does think it's luck. It's not. It's hard work meets direct intention and application. Discipline equals results. And so what happened was we listed these 22 things and there were some incredible things that I forgot happened so recently. You get so lost in the weeds and the day-to-day hype. This is what high performers do, bro. They, and yeah, I call, I am a high performer. I accepted that. All of my personality traits lead to that. I don't do half of anything. I'm either in or I'm out. I don't know any other way to operate, but that's what we do. We get so lost and getting things done, we get so obsessive about results that we lose track 
of the things that got us here, the wins, the decisions, sometimes the non-decisions, the things we let go, right? Because the next list we made, so there were 22 things on that list and they were all decisions that I made that resulted in a virtually a 400% growth, which is big. And I went, wow. Yeah, no, I did. I did that. What's funny is on my daily affirmations, I have, I am a great decision maker because I used to fall victim to doubting my ability to make decisions. But the truth is I am a great decision maker. And I tell myself that every morning, look at all these decisions. Then he said, flip that paper over. Now I want you to write down everything that you gave up to get there. Another list of great decisions, things I sacrificed, things I let go of things I would no longer tolerate in my life, life. And I wrote them down. And the reason I'm sharing that with you is because it is so incredibly important to write them down. So whether you're tracking in KPI, you can, all the fancy business terms aside, the reality of this situation is if you want to feel like a winner, you have to track and write down your wins. Wins are small. The big shit that you see, that you want, that you feel like you aren't, that shit comes later. And the truth is when it shows up like 400% growth for a quarter, it ain't even all that big of a deal. You know what made me feel really good about myself? The list of 22 things I did to get there. The actual result didn't do much for me because I fuck it. I just want, it's not, and it's not a greed thing, but the minute I achieve one thing, my immediate thought is, how do I scale that? I love to scale. I love processes and procedures. I love scalability, which is wild because I am way low on the integrator scale, way, way high on the visionary scale, but I love scalability. I love setting up the procedures that get us to scalability. The result didn't do much for me. And I guarantee you the result doesn't do much for you. What really did a lot for me was seeing on paper all of the decisions I made to get to that point because I was able to look back and go, well, shit, isn't that incredible? Isn't that amazing? I did that. I made that call. It was hard and it hurt and it was different, but I did it anyway. I took that risk. I made that call and it turned out okay. And for all those 22, I'll share this too. For, for 22, right? For every one of those 22 great decisions, there was 222 wrong decisions. I'm not king, perfect decision maker. I'm just willing to take the risk. I don't need 222 perfect decisions. I only need 10% of them to work because I'm willing to make that decision and you need to do the same. And you need to start tracking the decisions that you're making that are yielding results. This has to happen. And it has to happen regularly. I run group coaching calls and we talk about the same thing. Every single call, we open up with what are your wins? What are your wins from the last week? And at the end of the call, we make action items for accountability. They're less about staying account. You need to have something to track to say, I won, I won. We have to count the little things. That's how we build self-confidence. That's how we build discipline. Discipline comes from understanding that by doing that thing you don't want to do, it will yield a result over time. Discipline doesn't just show up for no fucking reason. You don't just become disciplined because doing the same monotonous thing every day sounds fun. It isn't, and it doesn't. But the wins, the self-confidence, the self-esteem, and the result on the back end, 
that's fun, but you have to get there to feel it and you have to track it to know it. Thanks for listening. And look, if this brought you any value or any of these episodes bring you any value, do me a favor, do the other listeners a favor, send it to somebody, rate it, review it, share it, follow it, whatever you got to do. Um, this is like, this is my passion project. I absolutely love this thing. Never stop building is everything to me. So um, share it with somebody who might get something out of it. I appreciate y'all listening. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Never Stop Building. Be sure to appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts so you'll get notifications as new episodes become available. And remember, never stop building. Until next time, friends. 